Hey there, and welcome back to the Second Lunch Podcast. This is, with any luck, episode 30. And uh, we're, we're glad you're back. I need to complain, just mm. straight straight away. Unusual. <laughs> yeah, I do seem to open the show with bitching before we can get to the <laughs> actual. Uh, I have to go to a pumpkin patch tomorrow. I seem to remember them differently when I was a kid. Uh, now there's a cover charge for there's a cover charge to already pay too much for a pumpkin (laughs) so i'm annoyed by that it's 20 bucks straight out of the gate just to ogle the pumpkins well no there's other stuff going on now they've made it a whole thing there's a whole bunch of they have like a corn maze or like what are the activities yep corn maze there's like little trikes you can ride around there's a guy in a tractor pulling a thing there's also uh apple apple cannon which i I do love we were talking about this a little bit earlier i love that the potato gun is illegal, but they're like, well, it's not a potato gun if it's shooting apples. Right. Yeah. So. Classic legal loophole right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just I'm just a little annoyed about that. Public is also like different for me now because I don't know if this has happened with you, if you've ever let your beard get long enough. But there's something I think it's similar to a woman being pregnant where people feel it's appropriate to just touch your belly. But when my beard gets to a certain length, people just touch it. So, and this is regardless of your where we are Christmas wise. <laughs> yeah, April well, could be December, right? And it doesn't matter my demeanor. It doesn't matter how angry I'm looking. Um, I tend to walk around with a scowl. I have a resting dick face. I think we've talked about this before. But now I'm bald too. So this has become double the problem because people do the same thing with bald headed guys. They think they can just touch it. At that point, bold is the person that's going to look at your angry mug and still decide to. You know what? It's weird because women never ask. They just do it. I think they know they can get away with it. Men always ask. And I love the men that ask. If they can touch my beard, I'm like, you didn't need that. <laughs> you could just. I'm a, I think I, I also don't care if people touch me. Like, you have a very don't touch me kind of vibe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for the most part, for sure. I, I mean, I hug my friends, you know, there's a certain, like, consensual, like, yeah, right. I'll come in for the hug. But yeah, be in touch when I'm not expecting it. Even, <laughs> See, even, uh, I'm, I'm a big touchy guy. <laughs> even when we were in Vegas, this is more about my mental health than, than that, but <laughs> we were at the one of the buffets. And there were so many people milling around. I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Oh, I thought like, you were going to say somebody touched you. I was no, like, that no. is an inappropriate oh, I was place like, No, to these be people touched. are all too close to touching me. I was, my food, I'm done here. I'm going to go sit at a slot machine. Do I want the potato salad or who is touching my butt? <laughs> Definitely a time when you feel least secure about your body to be getting touched by people is when <laughs> yeah, you're while you're slamming desserts. You're, you're looking at 12 things you're going to eat. Yeah, well, I ate 20 crab legs at Caesar's Palace today. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a big I'm a big touchy guy with my friends. I don't just touch random people. But I guess <laughs> like it doesn't bother me when people when people touch me. I've had a lot of people come up to me like in public where I I like didn't know somebody I knew was like at a Mariners game or something. And like grab my ass or like come up behind me and start rubbing my tits or something. And I just kind of do it back i even if i can't see who it is i'm like whatever i'll roll with this it's all about improv yes and you know what i mean See, this is i feel like i would get exploited in that scenario because i don't remember anyone i've met 
And so it's like somebody's doing that to me, and I'm like, I assume I know this guy because who else would be doing this to me? <laughs> I was sexually assaulted. You seem to be consenting. Well, I thought maybe That's, that we knew each other. I but. thought he might have been a coworker from somewhere or something, maybe a subway employee. I forgot. Oh, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm that weirder, is a bit of a racket. Weirder about uh, getting touched now. The what was I originally complaining about? The uh, the pumpkin patch. Pumpkin patches. Yeah, that is that is definitely a bit of a. Yeah, here's the other thing I can't stand about pumpkin patches is everybody's got a fucking uniform there. All the dudes are wearing flannel. And I don't know if it's because somebody oh, told them they had to. Everybody's or... in their fall ensemble, you know. I'm the only guy in a buck sweatshirt, and I'm just saying <laughs> it's kind of bullshit. <laughs> but uh, let's jump into Tinderella. Let's just... Yeah. I know we got a busy one today. Yeah. All right. How deep can water be? before it starts to freak you out i was thinking about this because i saw a commercial where somebody dove into the deep end of a pool and i just started shivering i was like oh that's too deep that's it oh it was like 20 feet and i was like that's too far what there's no reason to ever go more than six feet down (laughs) even six feet is pushing it why see well so are, are your concerns about drowning or are your concerns what lurks beneath Uh, I don't know because even in a pool, like even if I'm, I've been in the deep end of a 20 foot pool and I can swim, but I don't know. There's something like in my toes. I feel like something's going to pull me down. I don't, maybe gravity. I don't know. But, uh, I just, (laughs) I'm going to lose some really, really freaks me out. Like what if something does happen? I just forget to swim and start sinking. Yeah. I'm at the bottom of 20 feet. (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, I will say that it varies for me a bunch because i'm not as concerned about the drowning but definitely getting brought under the water by Mm -hmm. the creature from the black lagoon (laughs) uh also i remember a few years ago at green lake which i've swam in many times they found a bunch of like rebar sticking up underneath like where the people dive in oh god (laughs) oh god so even beyond you know if it's not the loch ness monster it could just be like corporate malfeasance or whatever like <laughs> negligence that just <laughs> gets your leg but like not at all a mythical creature just classic rebar so through the calf it's more like you want it deep then yeah <laughs> the negligence lies deeper <laughs> good point good point the closer to the surface the rebar is you are a bigger risk <laughs> but yeah i'm gonna say like if i'm in husky bay or something like a natural body of water more than 15 feet it's getting weird yeah and now yeah. i'm starting to think there's gonna be like a big old catfish you know oh god i don't know. i don't yeah oh, yeah no too deep but. can't do it <laughs> the ocean is a big fat now i will not go more than my knees into the ocean see i'll wander out away but the thing is that the ocean has a natural deterrent which is being cold as shit also at least where sharks. we live yeah sure but i'm i'm not gonna get into shark depth before the cold water is (laughs) gonna drive me back yeah you can really only get to your balls by the time you realize it's a bad idea yeah i used to swim in golden gardens when i was a kid and i just don't know how i pulled that off because (laughs) now it's that's so fucking miserable yeah or like balls are really an outside thermometer pre bad circulation it's pre something it's pre (laughs) temperatures were different back then but yeah, that's that's my maximum. I yeah, your blood it. was just flying through your toes in <laughs> <Yeah>. those days. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of toes, how long do you wear shoes until you throw them out? Too long. 
really too long. I there's seems like there's two types of people with shoes. The people who a couple months and they got a new pair, and then me, I go until I can feel the ground touching the bottom of my like I've had it where like the lip on the front of my shoe is like has detached and is kind of flopping backwards. Oh yeah, right. Not a problem. Yeah, I'll walk like... on that. <laughs> it's like a sandwich without cheese or something. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is, now it's just a stack of things. <laughs> right. It's not even really held it's together. An extra thing for me to fuck with when I'm bored. I'm not gonna get rid of that. Yeah. But yeah, I wear the fuck out of my shoes until basically you with your car. How you're determined? Oh, to... it's basically gonna have to die before. Right. You get rid. That's me with shoes. Yeah, I definitely did that with shoes for a very long time. Uh. Nowadays, I try to keep a good amount of nice shoes around, but no shoes truly get retired for me because everything mm. just turns into dad lawn mowing shoes. Especially <laughs> when you've got two dogs, like, there's enough times. I try to clean up beforehand, but there's enough times you step in poop in those lawn mowing shoes and you just go, forever unclean. You know, these, they've seen too much, you know. If for no other reason, it's like the soldier who survived war too long, like, I can't send you out for another tour. <laughs> the PTSD is too thick. And yeah, so I've got, <clears throat> I probably have like three different lawn mowing shoes, which is obviously unnecessary. That's but, hilarious. But they're all, going. they're all a couple of dog poops away from, the, <laughs> from, from the forever bin. unclean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either I got to take a toothpick to the bottom of this and get it out of the tread or these are going in the Exactly. Well, the yeah, if I've, if I've saved up a couple, then there's a point where like you have a really heinous situation. You go, I'm just bailing. I'm just bailing, <laughs> you know. It's like it's like getting sick or so. Like I've told you about this, getting food poisoning and getting ill in my sleep where it's like, no, these clothes are done. <laughs> you know, no, no, no. There's no reviving this. Like, yeah. ca casualty. All right, yeah. these things are. <laughs> There's like, enough shirts in the universe. I can, I yeah. can move on from this. Yeah, the idea of being confronted with this reality for even five more seconds <laughs> is far too great a weight for me to bear. Would you ever eat fortune cookies in a non-Chinese food-related setting? I want you to answer this first. This was specifically for you. I mean, I will say. I okay, so I would say yes, but I don't think that I have. It's just one of those things that's just not presented. Right. <laughs> I I uh I got some some Chinese food the other day. Uh from Tom Thumb, actually. The best thing never happened to Lake Stevens. And uh though Tom Thumb is a gas station, yes, they serve Chinese food. And while everything in my body told me no, my heart told me yes. Because <laughs> this is Tom Thumb, best thing that ever happened to Lake Stevens. So, I got it, and I did not eat my fortune cookies afterwards. So then it was a couple days had gone by, and there was just fortune cookies. And I was like, "Can I eat these?" <laughs> and then I realized, do I want to eat these? Are fortune cookies even good, or are they just part of the tradition of eating Chinese food? And then I started thinking. I threw them out. That was that was ultimately where I came to on that. I was like, I'm not eating these. Uh, but I remembered back to in like sixth grade or something. We went to the international district on a field trip, and I remembered they would they would sell bags of the fucked up fortune cookies, like the the blanks. Oh yeah, didn't didn't make they're, it. Yeah, they're not fold. They're just circles of whatever <laughs> a fortune cookies made out of, and they suck. They just basically cardboard with a little bit of sugar. Fortune yeah. cookies aren't good. No, they're just sort of like an inflated Nilla wafer. You know, it's like somebody just put 
a tire pump. Do they have it. fortune cookies in China, or is that an American thing? Oh, it's completely American. Oh, no. fuck. That's so annoying. Yeah. Then what is it made out of? It is it, is it cardboard? <laughs> is Subway making these out it's of uh, yoga, yoga mats? mats. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I mean... Yeah, they do suck. I have had the chocolate-covered ones, which are good, but then it's just like, well, that's just more of a testament to chocolate's Chocolate ability exactly. to make shitty things better. <laughs> yeah. You know, people eat chocolate-covered raisins. It doesn't mean raisins are good. It just means the chocolate is right, made... Well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> Costco's chocolate-covered raisins are childhood staple. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The whole unit. It's a, you know, the sum is greater than the... Or the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. <laughs> it's also... And if the raisins weren't part of it, it would be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think where it came from was, at least my love for them was, obviously the chocolate, and I could have a handful of them, and then when I wanted more, I'd ask my parents, they'd be like, no, you had a handful of them already, I'm like, well, you're always trying to get me to eat raisins, half of this is raisins, can I have another handful, don't you want me to have more it's raisins? a little negotiation. Yeah, it's kind of like the trail mix negotiation. Eh, you know, there's some M&Ms in here, but there's also a few raisins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're and, going for a really, really m and hand there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And those M&Ms are different. You know, it's like Coca-Cola from McDonald's. It's, <laughs> it's a different atmosphere. Yeah. They've been surrounded in other salty <laughs> goodness. Uh, so, I, I will say, eat it, maybe we should normalize just putting fortune cookies with all American food. Because this is also, like, Americanized Chinese food we're talking about. <laughs> right. Like you know, maybe I would get a fortune cookie. Why don't with we my just Dick's do burger. away with if it's not really a Chinese? To get, just get rid of them. They're bad cookies. Nope. Give me a chocolate chip cookie. That's fair. With every That's meal. Fair. That's a good idea. Well, they need to make one that has a little pocket that you can, you know, put lottery <laughs> numbers in or whatever. <laughs> no, it's unwritten. Heart disease. <laughs> There's your fortune. No, it's yeah. It is a pretty overall wretched dessert. Like yeah, nobody's really choosing to do that. Right. But. All right. What was more challenging for you, learning how to whistle, snap, or blow a bubble? What did you learn how to do first? Do you remember? Uh, snapping w came naturally, so I'd say that would be the easiest one. Right. Whistling, I'm not great at, and that one I remember taking the most effort to actually <laughs> learn how right. to do it shittily. So I'm going to say that one is, right. is my number one. What is yours? Uh, I think... I remember learning how to blow a bubble, and I remember that being pretty easy once somebody told me the trick. Uh, snapping, also really easy, and I'm good at it. I can snap really loud. Yeah. It's just easy. Um, I was thinking about it because Novelli, friend of the pod, listener of the pod, he hasn't been on yet, but he will, uh, he, <laughs> he couldn't do any of those things. He may not be able to do them even still, but... It was really funny how he would try and whistling, he would just make the O and go, ooh, <laughs> which always made me laugh. Uh, he never, I never even saw him attempt to blow a bubble because once I found out he couldn't, I would ask him to every once in a while, like, just try. Because I wanted to see what the failure looked like I, for some yeah. reason. I don't know. Uh, he couldn't snap either. He would just kind of do this, like almost clapping. Yeah. Um, couldn't figure it out. Uh so that's what made me think of it. But yeah, snapping's easy. Whistling took some time, especially figuring out how to make it not just one. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> one tone. Yeah. Yeah, whistling absolutely the hardest and the one I'm still worst at of those of that grouping. Oh, have you ever heard Billy Joel do the fucking stranger? No. 
And you're like, how the fuck are you whistling that? This whole, the whole this whole intro is like yeah. 30 seconds. This has to be fake. Yeah, I, Andrew Bird can basically whistle like a bird. And I saw him live doing shit on his loop pedals and was... Just, Every time so, I'm whistling good, I start smiling and it ruins it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, don't, I really the don't. The tragic know. irony. <laughs> All right. Should we move on to headlines? Let's do headlines. Again, I just want to make sure our listeners are uh, educated on the news and the goings on in the world. Um, <clears throat> I think it's uh, our responsibility as, as the human race to really just know what's going on man arrested after faking heart attacks in 20 restaurants to avoid paying bills so i'm wondering i really am curious what the breadth of different restaurants he hit was because how do you get away with 19 how did 20 become the one <laughs> right are they just are they rounding up? down is what i wondered this is in spain so i don't know I mean, it probably wasn't a bunch of burger joints. But this is what makes me think it was like a community effort where they were like, isn't that that guy? You know, <laughs> yeah. It was like, you know, eventually the group gets together and figures out. But you definitely can't go to the same restaurant or even the same chain. <laughs> I mean, not I doubt that they're worried, but I'm sure there was a meeting where they're like, all right, we had a guest have a heart attack. And obviously we comp the bill. But just so you guys are aware. Well, yeah, that's a lot more than like there's a fly in my soup. Like a heart <laughs> attack, there's going to be fucking medical personnel and like it's going to be a whole thing. And what about restaurant 13? They must be like, God, this guy survived 12 of these already this has to be it. <laughs> yeah they all know like, <laughs> shit man this guy it's only on the 20th one where they're like oh bullshit <laughs> it turns out after 19 somebody's like i don't know i think he's fake that they're like no 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 we'll see if he gets to 20 then there's, maybe we'll call him there's on a it. gullible village in spain <laughs> with 20 defrauded restaurants <laughs> it just made me think of when we had the question what would you fake a heart attack to get out of never thought i would stoop as low as not wanting to pay the bill <laughs> what is this guy daniel's broiler ever like was <laughs> what expensive were these tabs yeah i mean i could understand like oh god i mean it, obviously desperate times call for desperate measures <laughs> you're hungry you got to do what you got to do but you're hitting up these restaurants and then faking the heart attack. You, you don't strike me as a person in need at that point true <laughs> True. Also, was he dining alone, or was there somebody was there somebody complicit in this? I don't know. Like I'm always counting. You have I'm, like a partner. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> suspicious of somebody dining alone. I don't know why. It's not fair. It's just me being like, there's something weird here. Well, I just probably just because I don't I, have I, the courage to do that. I used to dine alone <laughs> when I had to work on. I, I used to travel for work constantly. So by you're myself. telling me you've had 19 heart attacks. That's, yeah, well, no, I'm telling you that I was always like, I bet everyone in here thinks I'm weird. And now I know. <laughs> At least now I Now I know that it's the reality. <laughs> yeah. Me just trying to eat a meal on the company dime. <laughs> Unless you're wearing sunglasses. I don't know why. If you were in there alone wearing sunglasses, it'd be like, oh, this guy probably just got done with it. Somebody wearing sunglasses inside eating alone is that's the last day on earth. That's, oh, you're rich. You're no. definitely wealthy. No, that person is absolutely committing some sort of domestic terrorism <laughs> within the calendar month. Like, sir, you can't wear those in here. Yeah, it's, you're gonna have to take those. It's off. either that or he's like Nicholas Cage. Nicholson. It's like Nicholas Cage and leaving Las Vegas, where he's just drinking himself to death. <laughs> so might as well. Might as well wear sunglasses inside. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to order my first eight gin and tonics right now. <laughs> Pure nihilism. All right. Indonesian man. 
that's really not relevant. I, sh- I don't even know why I read it. It could have just said, man becomes a millionaire after a meteor worth $1.8 million crashes through his roof. Talk about yeah. fucking luck. That's better than winning the lottery. What it's, are the odds? Uh, well, certainly from an odds perspective, very low. Because I think only one person has ever in like recorded human history been struck by a meteor. Now, obviously, your house is bigger than you. But the likelihood there is very low. Also, speaking of likelihood, just in terms of square footage, I would be so mad if I had like 3.4 acres and this thing crashed through my fucking roof. It had to be my roof. It couldn't be the front yard. Why did it have to go straight into the living room? (laughs) I think that, you know, that's a good point, but also you're- That takes 20K off the top. You're overstating the average person's holdings, you know? (laughs) You saw that meteor explode in Russia, 20 acres, three acres, no, no acres for the- (laughs) No, I saw where those folks were. No, they were- Living in apartments. That's all, you know, it's fine. 1.8 million. It says, uh, when he was interviewed by local media, he said, when I lifted it, the stone was still warm and I brought it into the house. So there's already some speculation about what kind of roof this crashed. If it went through the roof into the garage, I can live with that. That's better. It doesn't fuck up the carpet. I don't have to replace it. Well, you got $1.4 million now. So the sound was so loud that parts of the house were shaking too. Uh, the man was Wait, reportedly was given like... multiple offers and negotiated to receive the equivalent to 30 years salary for the rock and enough to build a new local church. I think I would start believing in God, too, if that just came flying into my fucking Yeah, house. that's definitely that's definitely divine intervention. 30 years salary. Unless that guy's an asshole. Who's buying this, though? They say they say uh, 4.5 billion estimated to be 4.5 billion years old. Yeah, so I don't recall what the sort of research efforts that go into it that make them so valuable. But they had a whole, like, Discovery Channel show, some, like, fake reality fucking bullshit show, of just meteorite hunters. And these folks looking for very small things, because they're metal, so any sort of magnetized rod will pick them up. But even Mm. tiny ones would be worth, you know, a couple hundred bucks. So, yeah, something huge that's still got heat on it. I'm not surprised, but, yeah... I should have done that research before this. I, what makes meteors meteorites so expensive? Well, yeah. well, who the well fuck it's is the who's buying paying it? for it because yeah. obviously the rarity <clears throat> is. That's really also like when you testament. see somebody buy like two million dollar pair of Nikes or something. You're like, fucking who? Who and why? Well, see, I do think <clears throat> it's a little different though because that is like because one's rich, really fucking old. Well, that's like rich guy with too much money, and it's just you know, it's like art or buying really rare liquor or something. The rich people set almost like a scam market for themselves. And what else are you going to spend <laughs> yeah. your money on? Right. I do think with the meteorites, there's more of a research element to it. I just don't recall. Like, I'd be so worried about insuring that. <laughs> How do you call your insurance company and like, hey, I, I really need uh I'm going to have to up the coverage. Well, and you, about how much? $1.8 million more. For what? Well, I got a really cool rock. Well, and you brought up it cr- crashing through your house. Like, well, I got you on the line. <laughs> yeah. Also, this thing took out my fucking... <laughs> Is that in my... And you mentioned you mentioned uh, believing in God after that. I recall in insurance contracts, they have what's known as a force majeure clause, 
which is basically like an act of God clause, mm. which means, you know, we won't pay out on crazy shit happening. I'm guessing that's under force majeure, like yeah. meteor crashed into house. Like, <laughs> no, sorry, dude, that's not a normal insurance claim. And I just had my roof done. <laughs> just my luck. All right. Airline forced to book an extra flight after a group of sumo wrestlers made the plane too heavy to fly. Okay, now, first of all, could you have balanced the plane out? Like, is this an issue of sheer weight? Don't put them all on the left. Yeah, come on. That's a simple math right there. Uh, sorry, we all bought A through C, and we intend I, to sit in our booked seats. I distinctly remember being on a flight and two other people being in my row and me being the smallest and thinking, like, there's like 900 pounds in this row. They couldn't, <laughs> couldn't split this up somehow. Oh, we just put all the big bags on the other yeah. side. <laughs> that... That is just, I mean, I, I don't even really know what to say. I mean, well, okay, so first That's remarkable. Thing, that's, I, I just needed to share it. It's remarkable. So so thinking to my example and thinking about this. The Wright like, brothers did not plan for that. No. The Wright brothers never saw a sumo wrestler. You know, there's, something about, <laughs> there's something about world travel. I want to go back in time and say, okay, you make this man fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going back to North Carolina to tell them. <laughs> For some reason, you guys aren't going to believe there's like 700 pound people. You wouldn't believe what they're doing over there, but. <laughs> what is that? You want to make aviation? man fly? You're going to have to make every man fly. I'm just letting you know, you're going to have to plan for it. All right? <laughs> they were worried about getting Oliver Hardy in the air. No, nah, it wasn't even close. <laughs> Fatty Arbuckle. They get three times this size. Yeah, that's, uh, again, coming back to my story, thinking of this, this. Not for discriminatory purposes. They should know what my weight is coming in so they can try to balance the plan. Oh, God. And maybe bad. know if I'm a sumo wrestler or not. It says in here, sumo wrestlers typically weigh 265 pounds. Well, I'll be goddamned. I didn't know I was qualified. Well, <clears throat> yeah, you want to take up a new hobby? Far exceeding the average person's weight. All right. Hold on here. Yeah. <laughs> this article is not written in the U.S., clearly. Might have worried, uh, airline worried the added weight might affect the plane's fuel capacity, so it arranged special flights. Oh, so this isn't even an issue of if it could fly or not. They were worried about, I guess you need to be worried about fuel range. <laughs> That's fair. Especially when you're in the, in the sky, there's not a whole lot of gas stations up there. Yeah, but every time I see some asshole bring on a non-carry-on bag as a carry-on... That's like three times bigger than it's fucking supposed to be. How is that not also a factor in the goddamn gas mileage of the plane? Also, why is this group of sumo wrestlers flying couch? Like, why are they just, why? It seems like they would have this money for plane. the bachelor party. Come on. <laughs> These guys might not be top of the totem pole kind of fellas. <laughs> okay. you know? All right. Well, they're traveling. Where are they going? That's <laughs> they need a, anyway. I don't know. Uh, all right. We got one more. First ever, <laughs> this uh, this just made me laugh. First ever Formula One tractor named Farmula, <laughs> designed and created by Belarus company. How is this going to be used? I don't, okay, for, that's a great first question, but I want to say this. I don't think of the suffix eula as being like part <laughs> i know formula formula but my first thought was like dracula it's Same like here. Same I, here. i'm sure that it's because it's spooky season and all that but well formula actually uh, does not have uh reflection in there. <laughs> so that's an important detail all right well i'm glad that this tractor is you know 
sleeps upside down and <laughs> can't go into sunlight. Uh, I want Formula One tractor racing so bad. I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, well, yeah, because what's the what is the speed factor here? Is the the speed of the tractor? Or is it the speed of the harvest? And do like, we just have them race like an oval or like a road course, or do we have them harvest as quickly as they can? <laughs> and you get penalized for all the corn that you don't get. Yeah, they there definitely needs to be some sort of dude. Give me harvest true farming races. element. <laughs> give me harvest races. You know how down the whole Midwest would be too. Not even just the Midwest. The world farms. True, but this could be bigger than NASCAR, baby. <laughs> yeah, NASCAR's seen better days, but you know, it's far removed from its bootlegging origins. Maybe we just need to get back to our roots. A little bit of farming racing. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right, everybody, that was headlines. You uh, you've been educated. <clears throat> All right, Chris. Have I ever told you a story that starts with legend has it? <laughs> I love anytime a story starts with legend has it, you're like, oh, okay, here comes something that's not true. Uh, like, yeah. here comes every conspiracy theory ever. <laughs> legend has it. Oh, yeah, the Titanic conspiracy. Got it. Sure. Absolutely. 9-11 was certainly an inside job. You're right. Like, it's never something real. No. It's, it's always like the Jersey Devil or Bigfoot or... <laughs> yeah grassy knoll yeah legend sure. has it in this small town okay you didn't even say the town's name you just said a small town yeah, yeah. it's never real it's either not real or it at least happened back when things were black and white like no legend occurred within the last hundred years yeah it's all 19th century or earlier yeah well they're banking on me not caring because it's, it was in the 1200s it's all sepia tone yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, had they invented baseball yet? <laughs> You're going to need to at least start there. That's a good marker. Mine is, was Elvis still alive or not? I think I've said that before, but I'm always like, is Elvis alive for that? And if he wasn't, I'm like, okay, that's that's legit. That's the real deal. Uh, end, end of the Vietnam War? <laughs> Never happened. Uh, fake news. We're going to have to call fake news. Yeah, because he died in 77, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, fall of Saigon? <laughs> Before you, if Elvis wasn't even born yet, it de I mean, the Titanic maybe that didn't really happen. <laughs> maybe there is a reason that submarine didn't make it back, yeah, because the people on the ship that played as it went down <laughs> were not playing Elvis. <laughs> Nearer no, my dude, god, they went to down the... there, they formed a colony, they're just living there. Down. It's just like Atlanta, bro. Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta, <Atlantis. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> the lost city of Atlanta. It's yeah, it's like that Futurama episode. <laughs> Beautiful. You know what is a myth? Uh, I was thinking about this because Kendall loves to throw her food. Food fights. Yeah. I don't think never. that was ever real. I watched all those movies as a kid and food fights would have Somebody would just go, food fight. I, For starters, where the fuck is that kid at my school? Because nobody even attempted it. I know. We had a kid at my school that took a hit of weed in class once on a bet <laughs> and yet nobody had the gumption the intestinal fortitude <laughs> to try to start a food fight no that looks like the well for starters this is a very american thing to do just throwing food as like yeah. weapons yeah you have such excess <laughs> you're you weaponizing your hot dogs yeah i think that that's that's a factor but also in a, it's a it's an american thing to not want to do a food fight because <laughs> you're so fat and you don't want to waste your food you're like i'm not throwing a chicken oh, nugget at that guy these big beans yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay okay question about a food fight in a hypothetical food fight is it preferred to have mashed potatoes 
yeah, so that's what I was going to kind of work. Is it just the goal to have, like, the messiest shit possible? Like, do you want stuff that's going to, like, really stick to people? Cause, right, because an apple, dude, that's just not very nice. No, you, that, can, you can hurt somebody with that. <laughs> like, and it's not even going to splatter, so it's not funny. No, if Carrie Wood throws that at you, it's just like, well, now I'm just concussed. <laughs> right, I'm just really right, fucked up right. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. What would you what do you wanna yeah, I mean stuffing maybe that would be a good one. Yeah, just vat of gravy. Just vat of gravy. gravy, yeah. I always liked like in movies you would see somebody with uh the cafeteria tray like using it to like launch <laughs> stuff, like a catapult. <laughs> I would definitely would have been that guy. You, you need some serious like forearm strength to have the whiplash necessary <laughs> to use the <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean I would be using the cafeteria tray, but it would be as a shield, yeah. for sure. I'm coming in like SWAT <laughs> behind my. It does seem like a particularly chaotic thing to do. Like even in a world where you know I've seen many a street fight and bunch of bullshit happen, throwing a bunch of food around just seems you know like too much somehow. Yeah. Seems felonious. I'm always. I'm also trying to think of what ever started these these food fights seems like it was always somebody said something kind of sassy and somebody had just had enough of it and like threw a carrot. <laughs> See, it starts small. And then everybody's like, finally. Yeah. I think that would be me too after having seen all these examples of food fights and never getting the chance. It takes one errant carrot for me to... It does say there's probably something to be dissected there about what it takes to be like a cult leader versus a cult follower. <laughs> like what it takes to, you know, start the food fight versus be like... Fuck yeah! So you're saying Manson started a lot of food fights. <laughs> I think Manson had a few chili dog fights. <laughs> oh man, it's funny though watching uh, watching Kendall eat because the way that she announces that she's done eating is she just picks up her bowl. And throws it on the ground. I mean, that's very effective. <laughs> and then farts. And it's like, I f respect the <laughs> hell out of that. That's incredible. So is it, last time this happened, is the food always actually finished? Or never. is it? <laughs> it's never finished. Yeah. And Moose is loving it. Oh, yeah. This is Moose turf right here. Yeah. And we, we're, we're a big no dogs in the kitchen type of family. Yeah. And he's really... He, it's got to be a difficult, it has to be difficult conceptually for a dog to know where the kitchen ends and starts. It's the thing is though, we are the same way because they'll just get trampled underfoot. Mm -hmm. I don't even have the kitchen space to have you guys in here. <laughs> yeah. I love you guys. I can but barely have <laughs> Ashley in here. Yeah. Like, yeah. We have a galley kitchen. Like yeah. I can't, but at our prior house. Living room was carpet. As soon as you started going to mm. the kitchen, it was laminate. Mm -hmm. So Loki knew if she heard her there own you nails, there you know, you it was like, okay. But now they just kind of know the fridge. The fridge is where they don't go. <laughs> they figured it out because everything in our house is hardwood. But That loud metal box. Do not go past yeah. that. <laughs> no, they're always wandering around trying to get a fucking L&I claim file. You know? <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. Loki, we cannot pay for another one of these. I know, right? I've already removed your spleen and got you a bionic knee. Like, this is the most expensive mutt of all time. God, spleen has to be the, one of the funniest words ever. Spleen's a good one. 
because if you were a cartoon character who got like smashed in the gut with a football, what's one of the funniest <laughs> organs you could be like, ow, my whatever, you know, gallbladder. Gallbladder's good. Yeah, good anything guy. bladder, it's got bladder <laughs> in them. But you know, you can't. My lungs, you know, that's not spleen though. <laughs> All right, now you're cucking with something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder no. what that is. There's something to be there's there's some linguistic quality to spleen. uh speaking of kendall actually i think i broke her last week um i feed her her bottle in the morning and this was the day that i had her all day and i feed her a bottle in the morning and then usually when she's done she likes to play with the bottle a little bit and then she goes on to playing with her toys or whatever on this particular day i just did not feel like washing her bottle between so I just gave her another bottle. But I left the first one by where we sit when, when I give her her bottle. So anyway, get to her second bottle. She finishes that. She wants to play with the bottle. She's having a ball. And I'm like, you know what would probably make this even better for her is if she had two bottles. And so I gave her the other bottle. And when she saw she had two bottles, I've never used this word in a sentence, but I can't think of a better time to use it she was flabbergasted <laughs> she was uh, it completely a, a, a true embarrassment of riches <laughs> <laughs> well it, i think it just shattered her perception of reality because before that she thought she had one beloved bottle but now yeah, she's like establishing object permanence like <laughs> <laughs> but now she's like was there a fucking decoy like what was in this other bottle is there a third <laughs> yeah, i know a lot of questions there, there is a third she still doesn't know that i'm, I'm terrified now <laughs> because from then on she was she clung to me in fear she just started bawling immediately yeah. And was like reaching for me. And so What's she in was, the fucking box? <laughs> <laughs> she was like attached to me for the rest of the night. It was, uh, it was well, I'm glad you kind of dosed her with a little reality there, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I did not think at all. Yeah. Object permanence. That's a really good point. Wasn't thinking about that at all. I was just like, which is classic me. I mean, that's anytime I've had, uh, the opportunity to have two of, uh, one thing I really like. I'm yeah. like, fuck yeah. <laughs> two women, are you kidding me? No, uh, so two Snickers bottles. Bars. Yeah. yeah. Come on. So yeah, two bottles is really the stuff of nightmares for That's... babies. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Holy crap. It's like, did you pull this from the multiverse? No, no, no. This is from our <laughs> dimension. I was double bad because she was like looking at something else and I just put the first bottle by the other one. So I, it might have spooked me too over turn around like fuck. Jesus, there's two now. What happened? Oh, poor kid. God, God forbid she ever sees how many beers we drink. <laughs> like seventy yeah, of the why, same thing in here. Why do Dad's cans keep replicating? Yeah, just a glitch. That's what we call a thirty bomb. <laughs> All right, Chris, Gucci or greasy? Cutting the fat off of steaks. I know. Uh, Especially with your group of friends who don't really appreciate my food takes. I'm <laughs> setting myself up uh, for some negative feedback here. I am going to say Gucci. Uh, I'm not going to say that I know it's greasy. I just know that a lot of people think that it's inappropriate. I'm not a big fan of... I, I especially... I get that it makes the meat taste better when you're cooking it. I get that. I cut it off after. I'm not doing it before. I'm not a crazy person. But 
I just don't like the texture, one and two. I'm covered on the fat thing. I got plenty. <laughs> I do not need more of that. I'm not just going to eat fat. Are you kidding me? That's nasty. So I like lean meat. Real lean. Well, I mean, are you talking about like something that's well marbled? I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot to dissect here. Don't like super marbly meat, no. Yeah, yeah. So this food take will be probably controversial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so my favorite cut, I go to the ribeye. Ribeye is my favorite steak to cook. Nice fatty cut. I almost never remove fat but there are times where it just gets too real in the field (laughs) so i would say largely greasy but that does not mean that it's no holds barred like (laughs) because also you get one of those corners that's like yeah there's a difference between like marbled fat or like you know with the ribeye you get the ridge on the outside that tends to be fattier and sometimes there's fat separating that from Mm -hmm. like the inner part that can like that's very tasty don't get rid of that but i have seen some where it's like oh the fat has gotten out of control here yeah. like this is yeah. like a threat and that is the other thing that that happens with and this is not a steak but it's in that realm is i've made a lot of prime ribs over the years mm-hmm. and sometimes you get them where there's just like a cylinder of fat like again it's not marbled yeah. it's not running through it in a flavorful it's mm-hmm. just a fucking chunk of fat yeah in the middle this it's not making good. it softer it's no just, no it's just there it's like fucking tallow or excuse mm-hmm. me it's like uh like that hard that hard fat that you turn into tallow that yeah. you render like this is yeah so so i disagree but also yeah i do it sometimes and there are, are times also where you've just got a just a shit piece of meat but a lot of the times those don't even have fat like my dad would occasionally buy a london broil because it's like a dollar a pound right and then just barely cook it but that's no fat that's like if you cook it to medium rare even it just turns into boot leather so yeah (laughs) that's a tough one i'm not saying i cut it all off either but if it's no you're talking about the easy easy to reach yeah if it's like kind of falling off even i'm like yeah it's not not needed don't need don't need that All right, we've still got some time here. So I've got at least one mic story. Uh, what's your... you have like a worst first date experience? Oh, man. Well, I had plenty of first dates. Um, not really anything exciting. No, I usually fucked up later on. It was like the second... <laughs> Second or you third were able date, to and they're like, "Okay, this yeah, is this, is, <laughs> this doesn't get better." Apparently, um, yeah. No, I was gonna say one time um, I ate a girl's butt on the first date, only her butt, which Katie thinks is weird that it was her butt and not her front. But um, that was. She, I think it's weird that you called it her front. <laughs> I don't know. I that felt, would be the weirdest yeah, part. For I don't me. know. I was trying to decide what I was gonna call it, and I felt like. Pussy might have been weird to say. Box, even. I don't know. Anywho, she didn't call me back. So that I was like, did I not do it good enough? How do you not do that very well? But um, <laughs> I called it her ham wallet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that has to be my worst. Uh, I always had a good time. Yep. That's not too bad. It was always me having a good time. I guess maybe I was just blind <laughs> to what was actually happening here. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, if that if the first date involved 
you eating some ass. I suppose it wasn't that bad. Not as bad as, as this Mike first date in which he immediately got into a drunken car accident and then fled the scene with his first date in the vehicle. Oh, okay. Wow. I wonder what she was thinking anyway. Uh, (laughs) Anybody that is with Mike (laughs) has to know they may have to flee at some point. (laughs) So I'm thinking anybody with, I also think, you know, understands the rules of the game, but yeah, driving around Queen Anne, when we oh that's a bad place also well up on the hill at least though there's There's not many ways out no there's not many ways out but there's only two cops that like patrol queen anne at least the top of the hill in magnolia okay i didn't know that yeah it's pretty pretty lax and they're driving around and somebody pulls you know reverses out of their driveway so it was their fault, of course, in any story that Mike tells, anything <laughs> is somebody else's fault, <laughs> yeah. right? But, uh, yeah, he just didn't even think about it, just kept driving. <laughs> just kept driving. <laughs> He's like, I got some butt to eat. <laughs> I, that's okay. funny because I... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to ask, if you are if you are the one on the first date that is being driven around, is your first thought like, I got to get away from this person, or are you like, that's the coolest shit I ever saw? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy doesn't give an F. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I'm not going to say I've never driven when I, I shouldn't have. That's happened before. I don't. I don't do much driving after drinking anymore, but um, no, you got you got family to take care of, right? Um, that it's funny, actually. This kind of goes together. That night that I ate that girl's backside, <laughs> um, I should not have driven, and I did, and I got pulled over, and the cop let me go because he felt so bad for me. I had just broken up. You told him that whole story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, he could just smell it on me. <laughs> you don't smell like alcohol. You smell like ass. Well, uh, it's funny you say that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, this is part of a much longer story about the worst night of my entire life. But long story made short. <laughs> uh, I had been dating this girl since high school for like six years. We were engaged and stuff. Uh, caught her cheating on me, and so I had to move out short notice. Didn't really have a place to go, so most of my apartment was in my car. And my buddies invited me to a party, and I was like, I don't want to fucking go. And they're like, come on, man, we'll get you laid. And I was like, I think I've had enough rejection for one evening, <laughs> yeah. but thanks. Uh, but anyway, I went, and I had um, some pot brownies, which I had never had before. I just saw brownies, and I was like, okay, I like to have brownies. <laughs> Feeling a little sad. I'll, yeah, I'll just have a brownie. Yeah, I'll comfort myself. And I took a bite of this thing. I was like, this fucking tastes like shit. Yeah, I don't want to eat this. Who fucked this brownie? Yeah, I don't want to eat this. Why did, this brownie fucked a rainforest. But now, <laughs> but now everybody in the room has seen me take a, a bite of this brownie. Fat guy ego kicks in. I got to finish it. You know what I mean? So I finish it. And then I started kind of feeling it. Yeah. You know, it looks pretty good when you have the munchies. Brownies. <laughs> so I had a couple more. You call that a negative feedback loop. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty fucked up. So anyway, this girl comes up to me and basically just grabs my hand and leads me to like the back room, and that's when all this stuff kind of started happening. I don't know that I could have done anything else other than what I did anyhow. Um, I'm eating something. But anyway, something I won't I won't 
mention is anything other than uh, what I found out was an STD scare with that particular person made me flee. And I got in my car when I shouldn't have, and I was flying home, and I get pulled over. And uh, the cops, like, walking up to the car, and I'm, like, trying to psych myself up, right? And uh, I roll down the window, and he just looks at me, and I start crying immediately. And he, like, looks in the back of my car and sees I have an apartment back there. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, family photos. And it's real sad. And he, <laughs> yeah, I kind of, like, gave him a rundown of what happened as stonedly as, as yeah. possible. And he was like, you see that McDonald's on the next block? He's like, I'm going to follow you there, park your car there, and, like, sober yeah. up. Yeah. And you can go. So, yeah, I got super lucky that night. But it's interesting that both me and Mike are worst first date experiences. It, uh, we we still not getting a DUI when we should have. We still have Kentucky Meat Shower, but I think there's enough time for me to tell a second Mike story since you told that one about, you know, getting a little extra opportunity to sober up. So, um my folks grew up in Alaska and Fairbanks and uh, rules there around drinking in general, drinking and driving. There's a lot more self-controlled there. There was a certain incident that, you know, kind of changed that. But like be a lot of times where just if you got pulled over under the influence, it's like, I'm taking your keys. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So my dad being in high school, him and his friend, I think it was, Todd that was with him they're driving around right after school gets out they get a bunch of beers from the Garden Island party store which yes there's a place in Fairbanks named that it still actually exists I island believe. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of a land island a you peninsula. couldn't be further away from water real uh, big peninsula yeah because you're really inland there but anyways <laughs> so they get pulled over they're underage the cop is like get the fuck out of here like whatever they have spare keys. They go back and get their car and drive around more. And this is Fairbanks in the 70s, maybe early 80s. There's like 40,000, 50,000 people there, I think, tops. My point being, there's only so many cops on duty. <laughs> yeah. So later in the evening, they now they've been drinking, driving around. Same fucking cop pulls them over. He's like, if I see you kids again i'm gonna actually throw you in jail <laughs> takes their keys again they end up getting back in the car whatever they go home get another set of keys what who's got three pairs of keys oh this is alaska where you know that that's their recourse <laughs> you know when you buy a car in alaska there is like here's the third yeah. dd key. yeah <laughs> then later on now they're actually fucked up now they're actually not good to drive probably and they're at a four-way stop. Here's the deal. If this is the third time they got pulled over, <laughs> I reckon they probably weren't good to drive the first two wide. Uh, fair point. But fair okay. point. <laughs> but they're at a four-way stop, and they're about to go, and this truck just cuts them off. And they're like, let's go fucking kill that guy. <laughs> so gotta kill they, start, they start pursuing. What else in, are you going to do? They're in hot pursuit. <laughs> and uh, cop pulls over both vehicles. And goes up to their car first because they were the one tailing. And now he's behind both of them. And is like, you guys stay here, you fucking idiots. Goes up to the next car. That guy's shit-faced. Gives him a DUI and puts him in the back seat. Then he comes back to their car. My dad and his friend is like, how far away do you guys live from here? They're like, about a mile. 
and this is like November in Fairbanks, so it's fucking cold. He's just like, you boys have a nice walk. Oh boy! <laughs> and at that point, now that I'm remembering, I think that they, that the the second time, now I'm remembering, he didn't actually take their keys. So they that, but that was the last of their keys. So the mm. last time when he took their keys, that was actually it, and that was the <laughs> extent of their punishment. Was just got to walk home. God damn, walk home in Alaska. But God. no, no Dewey, <laughs> no Dewey. Yeah, yeah. How many how many Deweys has Mike gotten out of that you know of? Um, I mean, I don't want to exaggerate this number, but I would say it's got to be at least like approaching a half dozen. And I mean, God. how many times has he been? Dri- I mean, he drove with a beer in the car every time I was in the car with it. He was drinking while driving. <laughs> oh people people get accused of drinking and driving. Drinking and then driving. Yeah, two separate activities. <laughs> yeah. That's not what he's up to. He's combining, he's fusing the activities. He's really multitasking. There. Well, I think I, I may have mentioned this on the podcast the time that he he hit the cyclist coming home. Yeah, and then Dude. started drinking on the porch to the cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is evil genius. We've got a little Wikipedia page to talk about this time. Uh, we're going to talk about the Kentucky meat shower. Love it. Love everything about it. <laughs> first, 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 at first blush, not knowing what this is about all i saw was what it was called and i sent it to you and i was like we have to talk about this so first blush i was like this is either people thinking they were in heaven meat falling from the skies are you kidding me this is incredible Uh, or something dirty yeah it does sound very much like an urban dictionary page right yeah (laughs) right because they uh, is pee involved or not that's what i want to know well they they always love like location like thing verb or whatever yeah, like okay, yeah. you know oh uh, the alaska hot button or whatever where it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> uh so yes very reasonable to think that it's some hypersexual thing but it's not that uh it was truly one of those biblical rain events like frogs or something but with just meat so it was a plane going down and they had to dump all the cargo and it was a bunch of meat or what? So there's a few different <clears throat> reports and a few different theories. So Theories? They don't know? No, they don't know. Because this is really the only incident like this that's reported like this. <laughs> uh, what? Nobody else has a meat incident? <laughs> <laughs> well, like a raining frogs or something. It's like, oh, well, you know, could have been a water funnel. You know, like there are some explanations for that, but... Or like this that one. weird goo thing that happened in what was it, Centralia? That's well, so that that is one of the things that they thought that it could be is what is it, Nostock? It's uh also known as like star jelly. Just weird green shit that Yeah, but then weren't people getting super sick that touched it? Uh oh that I don't know. That I'm we'll, not do, sure. we'll have to talk about this in another episode because I'm really derailing this. Tell me about meat falling from the sky. <laughs> was it very fatty meat? Was it well marbled? Uh, or yeah. had they cut the fat off? So there was somebody 
so most of the pieces of meat were two by two inches. At least one was four by four inches, which is a decent size. Why were they cut? Uh, well, that's what's interesting. That's like the descriptions make it sound almost like cubed, yeah. but I'm sure that they weren't that perfect. Um, but they actually, so they, the meat appeared to be beef. Then two men tasted it. <laughs> okay. That is some bold shit going uh, on. I don't right know. There. People eat snow. Mm. <laughs> There's already a precedent set. If it comes out of the sky, it's good to go. <laughs> I like you wouldn't that. drink rainwater? I like that theory, but I would say that at least people had seen snow twice <laughs> before they ate it, hopefully. But yeah, the two men who tasted it judged it to be lamb or deer. I will say, I think it was Jonathan Swift that said, Bold was the man who ate the first oyster. <laughs> Holy shit. Bold <laughs> was the guy who ate the sky meat. <laughs> sky meat guy deserves a blue ribbon in courage. That's insane. Oh. There are people, like, I watch cooking I videos. Duck. duck comes out of the sky. <laughs> I'll watch YouTube videos of, you know, street food in different countries and it's, you know, somebody's making something and they don't have gloves on and everybody's like freaking out like, holy shit, they're not cooking with gloves like you ever see Gordon Ramsay with gloves. But anyways, that's a whole different <laughs> fucking racist. But, <laughs> but taking that sort of ideology and applying it to these guys ate sky meat. They just saw some meat fall and fried it up. Dude, anytime I see travel shows and they, they show, like, those alleyways or whatever with all the different street food snacks in, like, China or something. Yeah. I always think, would I eat any of that? Would I try any of it? Like, some of that stuff just look like I, w I don't think I would try any of it. I would try all of that before Sky Me. <laughs> There's no chance. There's Even if you thought it was beef. Right. I would never think I was that lucky. To just have, it's raining beef? Yeah. What are the odds? What could the, oh, and it's perfectly, perfectly ready to cook. It hasn't gone bad. Plus, if I'm a person in the 19th century, and I'm, I've got my Bible on, because some of the people did say. You Where know, are the bones? Think, that would be my question. Yeah, exactly. Who filleted this for me? But <laughs> beyond that, like, you wouldn't think that this is Old Testament God fucking with you? You're just like, sky meat, boom. Every biblical story is like, well, God gave them the sky meat, and then that was like a test of the fucking laughing fire. They failed that test, obviously, <laughs> as you can see by the way he smote Gomorrah or what. You're like, it's never that cut and dry. <laughs> Nobody ever just gets sky meat, right? So I'm a big, I am a big, uh, I don't believe in God or anything type of guy. Yeah, but every time something really questionable happens, I'm like, this is the devil's work. <laughs> If I eat this guy meat, the devil's showing up, and he's taking me straight downstairs. Yeah, like Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. I was like, clearly Beelzebub's involved. <laughs> you know? I would be rooting somebody else on to try this guy meat. So this was just the most gullible person in town, this poor, poor man. Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, fucking Jeff. Well, yeah. I mean, he already survived people, trying an enough egg. people inspired Jeff. He's gonna fucking, you know, he'll probably try it. We've got to figure out what it is. I mean, when did this happen? This had to have been before science when somebody could have just tested it. It's, yeah, it's definitely a while ago. So it did happen 1876. 
So, and it's Kentucky, so it may as well have been the 1600s. And it was it was not a very large area, only 100 by 50 yards. So, you know, it's definitely the type of thing that what? could easily have not really happened as described. I'm but, starting to think it didn't happen at all. That's a small enough area you can just get five or six people like, all right, everybody, tell them it started raining meat. Yeah. <laughs> we can get in the paper with this. We can definitely get in the paper with this. But there are, like I said, there are enough other instances of strange things being rained that, hey, you know. You still have your deer meat. It's bad, right? <laughs> Let's just have a shower. Let's go fuck with some people. <laughs> All right. I think we're, I so think that's about it. Yeah. Well, this has been a weird episode. We talked about a lot of things. Man, I'm starting to like the Wikipedia segment more and more. Every time we do one, I'm just like, I don't know what how it's how it feels for the listener but i'm enjoying myself <laughs> with with the wikipedia segments and this one basically the episode names itself kentucky meat shower <laughs> yeah maybe that's what we should start doing let's propose every episode let's propose three and uh let people vote <laughs> all, all five dozen listeners uh well, this has been good. Bucks and six. Damian Lillard's a buck, if you guys didn't know that. F- basketball season officially starts tomorrow. I know that uh, it's actually two days old, but the Bucks play tomorrow, so that's when it officially starts. Uh, I see. Okay. Uh, we got Hot Jake on the ones and twos. We got uh, Hot Gino the dog Yeah. on uh, the K-9. And uh, let's, are we going to give Gino some camera time? <laughs> Gino doesn't want to come over here. Maybe Gino next time. Couldn't possibly give a fuck. Oh. Uh, a boy, everybody, though. thank you guys for listening and uh, Bucks and Six. Yeah. <clears throat>